Art is something that makes you breathe with a different kind of happiness. Words from artist Annie Albers. It's that feeling that we artists know too well. The joy and pain that compels us to create. Thank you for listening to Weird Appalachia. I'm Erin. I'm Jess. I'm Wazzy. Tits McGee. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I have mollas at home soaking in butter. What? What? You have what soaking in butter? I made magical butter and I'm soaking my mollas in them. (laughs) Okay. That's a great way to start (laughs) (laughs) What is mollas? A mala. Oh, the beads that he Like I have a seed bead, one of Rudroshka, and you're supposed to condition them every six months. So you make magic butter and you dip them in it. What's magic butter made out of? Ghee, but you make it. Like when you're making it, you got to chant and you light a little candle next to it. And you set your intention into the butter. Yeah, you actually do. So <laughs> you yeah. know a little bit about this. Yeah, not a lot. I'm not the one like chanting, making butter, but you know, <laughs> I've used ghee though for cooking. <laughs> yeah, Chris says it's delicious. I've never had like it. I eat a spoonful of it twenty minutes before I eat anything. Yeah. <laughs> Larry walked in one time to the kitchen. He's like, "Are you eating butter?" You know, you make me think of that episode of Futurama with the the space honey. Oh, yeah. Layla keeps eating it. It's like, you, if you take three bites, you'll never wake up. <laughs> Chris is like five bites in. <laughs> but anyway, so one day me and Wazzy were talking, and he was like, "Why do we create?" And we were talking about you know possible topics yeah. for the podcast, and he was like, "Why do we create?" And I think. That's a really good question. Why yes. do we? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Or try to. Anyway. Try, if we can stay on track. It's been a long weekend. <laughs> so I, I did a little bit of research. Just a little. Here's on our game. I'll try. So on psychologytoday.com, uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, humans are the only species that creates art. Without culture, there cannot be art. Art cannot exist separate from culture. Art reflects culture, transmits culture, shapes culture, and comments on culture. So, in a, in a way, art separates us from the animals. Of most animals, the ones that are high enough to form any kind of culture, it's just like well, base, base level. If you think about it, like, even from the first humans, the reason to create anything is for a, our understanding of what something is or for us to be understood. Mm-hmm. Drawing the stars, figuring out what fire was, mm-hmm. the first wheel kind of thing. I mean, it's communication. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of stuff that I've read, you know, the ability to create is almost considered divine. Because, I mean, yeah. that's what God did. So it's almost Ooh. like having a godly power, your ability to create. I like yeah, that. That's nice. I do. I like that a lot. They also say that it's about creating beauty, according to The article I was reading. The actual article is, Why Do Humans Make Art? In Inso, they're saying, uh, these are basically the bullet points. Art and culture, which we've discussed. I mean, we live in a place of rich, rich culture, and our art reflects that. Every area's art reflects that. And that's pretty obvious. Um, Creating beauty. I think that's very accurate. Yeah. Uh, Creating beauty elicits an emotional response. And that's going to be different for everybody. That vision of what's beautiful. Connections to the past. Communication and education. And they also, right at the end, start talking about animals. 
there's some animals that can actually create art. But the difference is they've been taught by humans how to create art. That's the base of what they're saying is why we create. But I think it goes like a lot deeper than that. I think it is. Well, in a lot of the yogi teachings, it's like like your power to create comes from the second chakra, which is the same one that's connected to sexuality. So it's like that whole drive is part of what makes up the human matrix. Mm-hmm. It's like it's ingrained. Like that's what makes you consciously aware having that ability to create. So do you think that that like connects to creating anything? Like making up a new recipe? Or... Yeah, I think it I does. Think it, I think, it, I I think it's like an that's... innate want. Like a deep, deep subconscious want for humans to create anything. I think you're right. Because anytime I ever try to think of like, why do I make art? Why? Why? I'm just compelled to do it. Yeah. I just, I have an inspiration and I just do it. I mean, for me, a lot of times, I mean, of course, I'm not really an artist, but like, like this pretty necklace. It's just like, I just wanted to make this. Yeah. To see if I could and how good it would be. (laughs) 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 And just how good it would be. His look on his face while he's lifting it. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness. Oh, Lord. It's one of those days. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, it's a really spiritual thing too. And like if you we've talked about that on the podcast before about spirituality and art and art in like Christianity through the years and stuff. But yeah. people are always compelled to create religious images. Well, I think you can kind of separate a few things. Like some things we create because it's a necessity. Mm-hmm. You know, we create because we don't have anything to do this. Yeah, yeah, like tool, like the first tools and inventions. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But what what compels people to create better versions of those? Yeah, it's like a need to to be better, bigger, more beautiful, to push yourself. Well, but even so, like even so, it's because maybe that first thing did not work as good as the second. Like it had error. something that it did not use. Like look at electricity, how far it's come. Yeah, but I'm not. Know. But you know, I just think that there is a deep need for humans to grow beyond themselves and i think a lot of that that's where that comes from that's where that creativity comes from yeah so if we want to get controversial for a second okay bring it so our producer brought up a point earlier about narcissism being something that drives artists to create and honestly i think that's a legit thought i because we want to feel the gratification of someone loving what we've done, and that's a part of us. Yeah. But I don't think that people necessarily create to want people to like it. I think it's deeper than that. Because I think, like, the same need of having a... Like, do you think people have children based on that same narcissistic need? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I think people do have children. For that, because a lot of people like uh, look at these people that have Munchausen syndrome. You get what I'm saying? Like they, yeah, I think they have they want their child to be sick. I mean, I think they I think to, there could, a case could be made saying that that's part of it. I don't think it's always the case. I mean, there's not going to be any little cookie cutter thing that explains why everyone creates because everyone does it for different reasons. Yeah, and nobody's going to fall into the same category. But I think there is something to be said for that. And I do... I I think as an artist, though, like, we are all narcissistic a little bit because we want somebody to like it enough to buy it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've met those artists 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the all about the image artists. Yeah. I'm not you have to gonna... be a certain way. You have to dress a certain way. You have to yeah. put a certain price on your. It doesn't even matter if it's a thumbnail kind of thing. It's like. Yeah. I'm never going to like call anyone out for that. But it's just something I've observed over the years. But that's just the atmosphere that we're in. Because like if you want to be a successful artist. You, you're going to end up being in that realm of people that's. You know, like you got to play the game. Prestige. Well, that's that's because of the world we're in now. It's all social media driven, and for years I wasn't doing anything with my work. I was kind of just like promoting all the people that were because I'm in a dry spell. Yeah. When you're in a dry spell, you're just not doing anything. And the moment that I started cranking out a lot of work left and right, I started getting a ton more recognition for it. Yeah. You have to play the game if you want to be seen. Yeah, but I think it's been even before that. I mean, look at um, Van Gogh. How he was treated before he died. Mm-hmm. Um, even before that, you know, you can go far back and people, you know, saying things about artists just because they didn't like the, if you didn't fall into the group of what was popular then, the trend. Right. Oh, it's yeah. always, you have to be trendy. The same yeah. thing happens today. It does. Nobody likes anything that's not in the trend. Until someone says it's good. Why is he slowly? <laughs> Eating a banana next to me. <laughs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> you eat that banana so good. <laughs> I'm creating something. <laughs> a feeling of uncomfort. Discomfort, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I don't know why it doesn't bother me. It don't it just bothers me because you're eating the part of the peel that sticks to the banana and you're just not peeling it off and you're just eating it. Oh, which part? The little stringy parts. <laughs> he just peels it off and eats it. What's wrong with you? I can't. He's gonna eat the peel too. This is the same guy who eats uh, sunflower seeds whole. Why not? What? Why? Whole and all. It's the crunchy. I would part. choke. Ugh. I don't know how he doesn't get splinters in his throat. That's where all the flavors at. <laughs> You're just supposed to suck on them and open them, and then eat the little seeds. I suck on them and then crunch them. <laughs> Can't live. We still talking about seeds here. Oh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about the like? We want to create something beautiful. We're compelled to make something beautiful. Are you done with your banana, sweetie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to create something beautiful, are you trying to get that emotional response when you do that? For me, I am because, like, most of my art is, you know, it's not. I don't know where it comes from. Like, some days, it just like a few weeks ago, it just kind of flowed out of me, and Chris is making the weirdest face. <laughs> he's like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just over and here. And he's just like, I don't know, we live in the banana. No, I'm trying to keep my square love. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. But like, you just, um, I really don't understand until it's like out on the canvas exactly what is going on. Mm-hmm. But, like, let's say, let me think of one that I've done recently. Um, you were really on a roll there for a little while. You were cranking yeah, about Yeah, the, the painter, the painter's hand. I didn't even know what to name it, and it was just, like, a bluish-gray hand dipped in black paint. Yeah. So, afterwards, I was just, like, I can finally, because I finally came to terms of calling, calling myself an artist. Like, I never really wanted to ever say, oh, I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not, like, it wasn't like I had shame for doing things i just feel 
like I wasn't good enough. Like my stuff doesn't did not was not on the other another level like everybody else's stuff. So, so. you thought you just felt that way. Like it I just, was. I just felt like it. It was just like below everybody, and it was like I'm not a real artist. I'm just trying. No. <laughs> really hard, and then it was just like, oh, I made a painter's hand. So I don't know. Like my art just is. I don't know what I feel. Like I just it's subconscious. I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really much of an artist, but... You are. You make these beautiful necklaces. Well, beside that, but like my house, I've been working on it, <laughs> and like I took a lot of pride in doing the wood finishes because I put so much effort into them. Like, mm-hmm. I do a coat of this, and then I want a coat of this cover, and then I want a coat of this, and have to wait and let it sit long enough, and then mm-hmm. finish it. And I mean, at there's the an end, art to that. And at the end, you know, it just had a, a weird kind of satisfaction like I can't believe I did that like I can't believe yeah. I created this you this created a emotional response of your own just by doing but it but I mean it's no different I mean because when when you're decorating your home or you're fixing your home or anything mm-hmm. like even feng shui when people do that you know it's you I do I consciously did, I did feng shui in my whole house and Larry thinks I'm insane <laughs> every chair has to face east and the head of the bed has to face east yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, you have meaning to each thing, and each room has meaning. You have to, you know. Yeah. So when you're when you're doing that, are you thinking of like the emotional response that the people who come in your house will have? Well, depends what it is. Like all the stuff facing east, that's more of a that's a yogi thing. Yeah. But like, I do like how people come. They're like when they walk in my kitchen, they're like, "I love your kitchen." Yeah, <laughs> like the rest of the house is okay. It. Your because, house is be- gorgeous. But, but like the kitchen, just like I love this kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think your whole house is gorgeous, though. It still needs some work. <laughs> so I, when I when I sit back and I think of the things I've created recently, because I mean I've been an art, artistic dry spell for a long time, like I said, and that's like a terrible feeling because we do have that. I think Chris is very right by saying that we have that need, that always having that need, and when you can't like connect your brain to yeah. that need to to actually make something. Like, as an artist, it makes me feel awful. Yeah. It's like being in a deep depression when I well, can't Well, I mean, it. I have a piece right now that I've walked by, and it's I started, and I keep walking by it, and I'm yeah. just like, I hate I have this. a lot of those. I have no clue what to do. You know, I even asked you about it. I was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. But well, see, like, I experienced that, too, with, with another one, and I swear I came back to it 50 times, and then the, light, the final time that I worked on it, I was like, I love this. <laughs> it's a journey sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just... I, I don't know. Like, I went through a window phase, and then, like, the window phase is fading. <laughs> Are you moving past windows? <laughs> like, I miss my spray paint, I think, is what it is. Like, yeah. When I go out to spray paint, it's just, like, it's so quick, and it's fast, and I can just throw... Yeah. It's like your spray paint is, like, your crazy Lady Gaga costumes. And your windows were your Joanne face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We finally hung up that picture Larry got from you, and it's in his office. Aww. I forget. And I think Mom was the one. She's like, so what is it supposed to be? I'm like, hellscape? I don't know. <laughs> I think I need a black hole. <laughs> but uh, I feel like lately I kind of finally tapped. Because I, a, a, I had a big career change, and I feel like something's changed in my brain. And I've just been pouring art out left and right. With the, I, with the water colors. Yeah. Well, I told you, like, I feel like you just, you're releasing the stress because you're not as stressed. Yeah. 
So you're just like, yeah, it's I can easier communicate to flow. It. And plus you're using watercolor. So yeah. I love that. Watercolor is like the most freeing experience. Even like, even if you're not like a master painter, you can do watercolor. Yeah. So you don't have to be precise. It'll still be beautiful. Well, that's the best part about watercolor because even if you make kind of a mistake, it may not even be a mistake because like. Yeah. No mistakes. Only happy accidents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like just going back to that, you know, emotional response. Of course, I'm having an emotional moment there because I'm pouring myself out. But I've seen, like, more than I've ever had a huge reaction from the others when I post post them online. Yeah. Everyone has a emotional reaction to them. Even when they're kind of, like, messed up and weird. There's still someone who's like, I want that. Yeah, well, that's awesome. I, I did one painting. I did one recently that was, it was, like, these scribbly daisies and dead flies. And the, like, the, the dead... <laughs> My art freaks him out. It oh really does. It creeps him out. I'm creating beauty. Look at my dead flies. Slightly <laughs> <laughs> <Let me> finished. <laughs> Would it help if they were like dead and like shit somewhere? So it was like really warm colors, like brown and like a mustard color. Uh-huh. And there's dead flies and wilty daisies, and then the word trash in cursive. And I was like, I love this. No one else is probably going to like this. But I posted it. So the color of poop with dead flies. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's a nice But within, I love that one. Though. Within like an hour of posting it, someone wanted to buy it. I sold it that day to someone who lived on the same street of where I was at. Which awesome. was really awesome. But it's always going back to that thing, like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That's so true. Because what's beautiful to me scares the shit out of Chris. Yeah, but that goes back to even, like, it's it's whatever you've experienced through your life is, you know, yeah. it's just, you're conditioned throughout uh, yeah. your life to know, like, from your small child to know what's pretty and what's not and what's supposed to be ugly and what's not. And, yeah. I mean, there was an experiment, um, it was a racial experiment, and, you know, the children, they're automatically picking out white children as good and beautiful, and then when they seen a black child or somebody wearing black, that was ugly and not good because black is considered not good. Hmm. It was really weird it's to me, weird. and it was very interesting that they did that because, like, you can see where they're conditioned. Like, I saw something similar like, to that too. Yeah, it was a different one though. It was more like based on hair color and with children showing them dolls. Yeah, and they show them a, a blonde-haired Barbie doll, and everyone liked the blonde girl better than the brunette girl. They thought she was the beautiful one. Yeah, I think that was part of the same experiment. And then when they showed them um, Ken dolls, they thought that the the dark, you know, the tall, dark, and handsome yeah. was the more attractive dater. Yeah, because we're choice. always conditioned. That's like even when we go back to our episode about pink, you know, we're conditioned to think pink is a girl's color. Yeah. I don't like Ken dolls at all because they're missing all the right parts. <laughs> <laughs> I always get told, though, like, my vision of beauty, like, what makes me personally very happy when I create it. I always get told that by everyone who sees it that it's creepy. That it's very creepy, but it's still pretty enough to draw them back in. It's like they're unnerved by it, but they still want to look at it. It's not so... uh, Well, I don't know. Chris always is, like, really put off by it, but... It's terrifying. (laughs) We did do a video about that. I always think that your stuff is, like, gorgeous. Like, it doesn't... I don't know. The cheeks are always dead. It's like, beautiful. They are always dead. They're not dead. They're dead in purgatory. Yeah, but death is beautiful if you think about it. 
Not it's when me. you're trapped in hell. <laughs> Swear to God. Oh my <laughs> Uh, what kind of reaction do you get when you see Jace's stuff? Do you, um, what kind, do you feel that way about hers, or do you... No. I'm somewhat mysterious. I mean, he has one of mine in his... Well, he said house. it looked like a hailscape, so I don't know. I mean, they're dark. They're very dark. Like, it, it, nothing, uh, nothing like, oh, this is so beautiful, la, 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 but they're kind of mysterious. Yeah. Yours terrify me. <laughs> Chris wants to, he wants to explore mine. He's he, just like, no, hell no. He wants to explore the landscapes that you make, but he does not want anything to do with my dead ladies. Yeah. <laughs> but I am usually, like, I always like landscapes over yeah, you portrait do. stuff. Anyway, I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. You've said, yeah I've, I've been around. And I really love abstract shows. art, which is, I don't know. Just it's like, I like, amazing. I love geometric, just yeah. geometric shapes. Plus, well, I do a lot of universal stuff, so. Yeah, and he's very uh, into yoga and. Cosmic. Being connected love. to the I mean, Lord, when universe. I did art, I, like, the only reason I have a note is because I like to do that digital stuff where I'm just like, I'm just going to put an emotion on the screen. La, 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 la. I think that's good. That's gorgeous, though. That goes back to Georgia O'Keeffe. That's what she felt about shapes. Yeah. Look at you. Virtuoso. Don't even know. You like a Georgia O'Keeffe over here. I'm probably going to do it with digital, which is easier. Well, <laughs> well, I mean. There's nothing wrong with that. Talking about all this stuff, we're not reading really, we're not just talking about just the visual art that we create. No. I mean, it goes to all media, music, movies. I create videos for poetry. Yeah, poetry. I create videos for books. I mean, it's for promotion, but I do it because I want to. I okay. do it because I want to tell a story in a different format, and it's video. Yeah. What about you, Wazka? You're floating off in <laughs> outer space. I'm in outer space. You're seeing that yellow square. <laughs> I'm in that yellow square. For context, the yellow square is something. I'm working on a. I'm not insane. <laughs> it's I'm a meditation exercise. But I mean, you being you have a degree in communication. I mean, enlighten us, friend. <laughs> well, I mean, I've done lots of video work, and I guess create out of necessity. But the thing, one of the things that I like most was editing. And the thing I liked about editing is, like, yes, I had to get this final product. Mm -hmm. to tell a story to do whatever but you know you get the choice like why did I choose a cut here and not a fade or why did I have this clip go this long and not this long yeah and it's almost like you're you know you're painting with video yeah 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 you get to a point where you've done it enough you watch other people's choices and sometimes you criticize other filmmakers like no I wouldn't have put a wipe there another thing that I mean I've this, I experience this a lot, is sometimes I create because I've been inspired by someone else's art. Yeah, and that's a lot of people, though. Like, you can see yes. something. Especially something. in music. Yeah, music. I get inspired by music all the time. Yeah. But I always think about, you know, I don't write music, but I always think about how they're compelled to write a song, and it's probably because of, like, the same kind of the same reasons we do like they're feeling an intense heartbreak and they need to express that and get that out of their body yeah i always thought it was so awesome how people like the people that write poetry and uh rap music mm -hmm. and even songs like they can put what they're feeling down on paper in words because mm -hmm. i can't do that like i have to use a paintbrush and have a visual of what yeah. i'm feeling instead of actually saying it with yeah. a word. See, the, the difference for me is I can create something visual for just about any emotion. 
I can write poetry sometimes. Yeah. But I have to be absolutely on fire with an idea before I can make words. Yeah. I've thought about, I mean, I've, I wrote poetry when I was in high school, you know, just like, it was, I don't even know if it was really poetry. It was just like thoughts that I had, stuff that I, I've never let anybody see, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I probably wouldn't anyway. Seeing your thoughts on paper and actually letting people read them. Oh, yeah. It's like very, terrifying for me. Very, very few people ever get to read the poetry. Because, like, write. even though, even if I have an ideal for a painting or I put it on the canvas or whatever I put it on, spray paint, whatever, mm-hmm. um, there's still, like Chris said, a mystery to it. Like, you're not getting the whole picture. Like, you're, yeah. you can kind of put your own thought into that and what it is. Yeah. But, like, if it's on. In words, and you're just like, that is just your bleeding heart on paper. Yeah, it feels more personal to me. Yeah, it very much is. I have this, like, dream of publishing poetry in in a way, but then I backtrack all the time and think, I don't know if I want people to see my soul that way. Yeah. Because very few people have read what I've written. That's me. Like, I go to a very dark place when I write things down, and, you know, like, I would be afraid, like, if somebody actually read what I wrote, that they would be afraid for me and it's not that it's just getting whatever is trapped up in this brain out you're just getting it out of your body yeah i have a hard time writing anything because the first thing that goes through my mind someone's gonna find this 200 years from now what are they gonna think of me (laughs) (laughs) well yeah but see that's the thing like there's a lot of people that write things and that's anonymous and we yeah. would never know who wrote it unless somebody came like, I did that, you know, and I don't see those people that actually wrote that doing that. That's something I think I would do if I ever released writings. I think I would use a pen name. Oh, I definitely would. I would not want anybody to associate what I write with mm-hmm. me. <laughs> they would think it's a cry for help because, like, I go to a pretty dark place. Yeah. I mean, then that's okay. Yeah. That's another thing compelling you to create that darkness. I mean, I do it. I'm sure a lot of artists do Yeah, so I, like my kids, I have this book and it's called an innovation book. It's got it across the top of it. Innovation <laughs> book. Innovation book. And that's what I write everything down. And so like uh, when my kids see it, I'm just like, don't touch it. Don't get in it. Don't look at it. Don't read stuff in there. Just stay out. <laughs> well, that just makes them want to more. It really does. But like they know like that's mom's book. Go give it to her. Yeah. So I want to go back, circle back to this for a second. The idea of narcissism being a driving factor for creating. There is really something to the, like, you feel you're in full control when you're creating. It's your project. You're in full control. You can destroy it if you want to. Yes, exactly. You can make any choice you want with your work. I think there's something very powerful behind that in itself. There's plenty of things in our life where we do not have control we don't feel like we're in control at all and we can control that for the most part i mean you might mess up and have to fix it but you're still in control of what you do after you mess up yeah i mean that's a lot of things like i tell everybody especially when i'm doing classes i just do i'm just like listen nothing is not ever not fixable exactly if you mess up let it dry and then we'll We'll fix it. We'll either cover it up or we'll turn it into something else. Because when you did your first yeah, your first class, I dripped stuff all over mine. And I was like, well, I guess I got a background now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it it um, actually started a fire under with people to do complete. Because individualism is my yeah. big thing. Like, I don't like everybody coming out with the same product. That's what's beautiful about those kinds of classes um, is everyone's is different. And then when you did that, then some of the other 
people started wanting to put backgrounds on theirs. So that yeah. was that was an awesome thing. It's like you just roll with it. Yeah. I'll tell you someone who's fun to take with one of those classes is Wise Cup over here. Yeah. You should come to my <laughs> next one. I remember that horse head. <laughs> It was a, I took him to a really difficult one. It was like a, a rainbow-colored horse face. Oh, the one that you gave? Yeah, I gave mine to Miley. And Miley has made it her own. She's oh painted and drawn all over it. She's marked all over that. As long as she loves it, I don't care. I just kept going. I was like, it'll get there eventually. <laughs> but if I put enough paint on the surface, it'll turn into something. <laughs> he was the only person in the class that Brooke come over and was like, let me help you. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful, Chris. But look, no, let's, let's see if we can... <laughs> she like physically took the brush out of his hand, like, sweetie. <laughs> oh. Listen, I only... I don't do that. I'm just like, oh, it's gorgeous. I don't care. Like, it's... If if that's what you're doing and you think it's cute, mm-hmm. go with it. Katie Absolutely. bar the door. And if you're listening to this and you don't think that you're an artist, if you don't feel, if you don't feel like you're creative, but you are compelled to create, just do it. If you're in, if you're in our area, try one of Jace's uh, art positive project classes. They're free. And it's very beginner friendly. Yes. Very much so. And in that kind of an environment, you can mess around. You don't have to go step by step. You can get experimental if you want to. No. And that's what I push people to do because that's. That's the whole reason for the project is to push people to be more creative in their self mm-hmm. to like not just follow the instructions that I give, but more like, oh, well, she said this, but I'm going to try it this way. And that's what I love, especially, um, gr- I mean, adults don't really want to do that. They want to stick to like procedure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But ch- kids will like be like, I love the way you did that, but I'm going to do it like this because I think it's better. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that about them. It's interesting to watch everyone do the same thing, but do it their way too. Because yeah, it's like, you I, tell them to feel this in this way, it'll still turn in, turn different. Yeah. The more they work. And I, you know, that's, that's the whole reason why, like, I told everybody, I'm like, pick, pick different colors. Don't do the same exact colors. Mm-hmm. You know, just be an individual. We always end up talking about the therapeutic end of it. And you, you can't talk about creating art and not talk about that oh no my brain would explode if i did to those same people that i'm talking to who think that they're 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 not artists and they're not creative even if it's just to make you feel better just make something yeah it doesn't even necessarily have to be you painting something i mean i know people who um love you know what is flower arranging what is that called Floral arrangements. I guess, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that, you know, I started Anything. out painting jars at the beginning of me getting back into art, yeah. so. Or just build, you know, if it's something that is, like, related to an interest of yours, like, why is he, he makes malas, he makes all kinds of things that have yeah, to do with his yoga practice. Yeah, if you like to make food, if you like to bake some, send us some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, just... Create your own recipe. Go buy, you know. I'm waiting on Wazzy to tell me here at some point. Are you meditating? Yeah, that yellow square has got him hooked. He's like, I'm over this. So I'm just going to float onto Saturn. That square, ah. is, that square is thick. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Now. Oh, no. Now we uh, turn it to Chris. Yeah, I agree. Let's grill him. Um... Well, no, I definitely think that there is a therapeutic value to creating anything. Um, 
Well, just like what I was saying, you know, sometimes I would just want to put an emotion on to something. Mm-hmm. And it helped get that emotion out of me. So what do you, do you feel that way if it's a positive one? Um. Or do you feel like you just want to share? I mean, I do do. I mean, I have, but. I do do. I, 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 I do <laughs> do. did say it too. <laughs> I do do. Um, well, yeah. Because, I mean, sometimes you just want to create something that's beautiful. Well, like right now, even though I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I have these two lamps that are like these, um, I don't know what you would call them. They're like the paper lantern lamps. They're just little squares. Yeah. And, like, the the paper comes out. Well, I want to take the paper and paint something on it. Ooh. That's And yeah. then put it back in the middle frame. We'll secure So I have a question. I do this. I know I do this, but I want to know everyone else's perspective on it. Do you ever create something intentionally not beautiful to make people uncomfortable? I mean, I've done that without even I haven't, but I know it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I do that, but I don't, I don't necessarily recognize it as being ugly, per se. I still think there's beauty and a little bit of beauty in everything, even if it is kind of grotesque. If it doesn't make at least one person uncomfortable, then something is up. Yeah. Well, no, it's like... I forget where, what show it was, but it was the Mother Mother's Day painting. Do you remember that? Where the mom was like... Ooh, yes, that was an art show we went to. Yeah. A local person did it. Yeah, yeah, mom was like passed out after she shot She was up, strung out. Oh, the yeah. Was the like children was children. One has a One has a Mother's Day card in its hand. The children are crying, and it's painted on a child's bed sheet. Yeah, it was spread amazing. Onto canvas. She's an awesome artist. But yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, just the emotion that it... Um, well, yes. and I mean, it, it just and the lady, I mean, the woman in the painting was pregnant too, so that's yes, just she was on top of emotion. You're oh. like, oh my goodness, yes. and I mean, it makes you think about stuff, especially what goes on in our yes. communities because that's really it's prevalent, really, yeah, very much so. Brilliant, and I, I, my favorite part was watching the reactions of everyone because that won best in show of the entire day, and it should have because it absolutely deserved it. I could, I mean, the conversations that we're having, um, that were had in front of that piece was, um. Yeah, because we all know somebody that struggled with drugs. Watching people react, I remember seeing one lady who I, she put me in mind of like that really conservative Christian stereotype yeah. older lady. She was so uncomfortable about oh, yeah. that. When everybody, it's just the thing. Like um, that's why I love about artists because if you ever want to know what's going on in society, go to an exhibit. Yeah, you will see the truth in an artist. Yeah. Um, and that's the that's the problem. Like the truth is ugly. Nobody wants to really see it until it's like right up in your face and you can't deny that that's the truth. Yeah. I always I always admire that bravery in art, like people who know this is a controversial thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I mean yeah, sometimes they're doing it for attention or whatever, but like if you're genuinely trying to make that impact and you have this thing that you know is controversial and you yeah. want to express it and you know you're gonna get backlash and you do it anyway. I mean, that's a compelling reason to create art. Yeah. My cat just sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> that was the cutest I mean, do you ever. think being in a cons- more conservative area, do you think a lot of, like, like legit art gets filtered out of what gets shown? Oh, oh we're definitely filtered because, like, even certain places won't um, allow nudity. Yeah. So, like, that's a filter in itself. Uh, we showed somewhere once where a very political piece was denied. One show we had a guy. Uh, yeah. Well, we, we were in a church. It was supposed to be an art show that was out in a park in public. Yeah. Which probably would have got censored anyway, because public and children. 
Um, but it was in a church and um, straight up penis. Penis in a painting. I mean, <laughs> they I sticky noted it. I don't understand why the human body is so offensive. I mean, that's just, I just think well, it makes it worse though because, like, as humans, we are curious. So, as soon as that post-it note went on there, oh, yeah, people walked over and were just like, what's under there? Let's lift that. Of course. Well, Ooh. I just actually read a, an, an article about that this morning, actually, talking about how to control the masses, sin was created to make us feel ashamed of our bodies. Well, and that's, that's interesting. And that's how they control the masses. Like, religion controls the masses. Because they make you feel like, like you as a person are shameful and the only way that you can be saved is by this other thing. Yeah. Wow. We're getting like all kinds of conspiracy theorists up in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Wisey. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I mean, you were told at a young age, it's like, your body's nasty. It's oh, shameful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You I mean, know. but that's just it. Like, we're, that's what I said before. We're all conditioned. No, oh, yeah. To, There's to so much. Be a certain way. Shame. To know just what's good and bad. Beat into us. And we all just need to sexual. get over it. Just take our clothes off. No, nobody wants to see this over here. Well, in, in India, there's actually an entire group of, of yogis. I forget the name, but they don't wear clothes because they don't want to get attached to physical things. So they just, they just, they just walk around That's India wearing nothing but ash. Ash. Ash on their body. Sacred wow. ash. <laughs> that is interesting. It is. I would like to read on that. Who are those one guys that, like, do everything to be, like, as disgusting as possible? It's the same. Uh, well, it's a different sect, but I know who you're talking about. They're called Sardus, I think. Yeah. What What do they do? Well, in the in the religion around them, it's considered, like, uh, unclean is bad. Anything unclean yeah. is very bad. And they embrace everything that's considered To try unclean. to show that nothing is unclean because it's all part of the creator. So they all go to like crematory grounds and like they'll meditate on watching bodies burn. And, and they'll like rub it all over And they'll themselves. rub the ash on their body. So it's like any, any, anything that's considered nasty, they just embrace it. Yeah. I can see I mean, there's lots of roads to enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it. We're done here. Get the fuck out of my house! <laughs> I love you. Oh, I bet I blew the mic out bad. Oh, my God. It's so big right now. It's so big. <laughs> Was that me screaming get out of my house? Or you guys get the fuck out. I don't know. Oh, goodness. But, no, um, I think that it, it doesn't matter why. Seriously. I mean, we spent, like, an almost an hour talking about why we create art. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It doesn't we matter. Don't know Just get off your ass it. and do something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you want more Weird Appalachia behind the scenes, possum memes, and basically anything you could ever want from a podcast group, please join us on Facebook. Just search Weird Appalachia Podcast Group. You can also find past episodes and much, much more on our website, weirdappalachia.com. Thank you very much. Keep Appalachia weird.